the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. The new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW AM and HD. Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. This is 910 AM. More stimulating talk. I will have an answer on the Investing as a Teenager network site for you a little bit later in the show. But first, I want to do some headline news. This is a call-in show, so don't be shy. We've got open phone lines right now. We could queue you up, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. The man arrested for allegedly driving a car bomb in a Times Square, he's doing court today. We got him that fast. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports from Lower Manhattan. When Faisal Shahzad arrives here, he'll be met by a huge contingent of TV cameras and police. Security outside the courthouse ramped up for his arrival. He was arrested last night on board a jetliner bound for Dubai at JFK International Airport. Originally from Pakistan, he is now an American and suspected of wanting to kill citizens in his adopted country. Outside federal court in New York City, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. Investment angle on that, because I see the world through the lens of green, is terrorism is going to hit the United States again at some point in time. We are a country with great affluence. We are a country with great innovation. We are a country with high-quality standards living. We are hated by many nations. We will be attacked at some point on our soil again, and we'll be okay. We'll be okay. I worry about Israel, to be quite honest with you. The short-term, uh, sh- you know, short uh, missile. I think you take out all of Israel. And I think that does happen in our, my lifetime, which sounds like a crazy thought, but I think it happens. And I think the world will be upset. I think the world markets will be upset, but we will always prevail in our financial lifetime. Elsewhere, appearing before the Senate Finance Committee about a proposed fee on large financial institutions, Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner, he's explaining why the administration administration chose this time to introduce the financial crisis responsibility fee. I love that phrase, the financial crisis responsibility fee. We thought it was responsible fiscal policy for the country to make it clear now that we were proposing a way to help dig out of this mess and make a substantial contribution to offsetting the fiscal cost of this crisis. Now, the bill aims to raise an estimated $90 billion over 10 years by taxing the largest financial companies. I'm not against that concept. I wish it wasn't the largest financial companies. I wish it was geared towards options or geared towards derivatives or geared towards something specific so that the company doesn't get punished as much as the product that potentially has risk to the financial system gets punished or at least thought about carefully before you partake in it. Elsewhere, California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger announced today actually announced yesterday that he's withdrawing his support for a plan to expand oil drilling off the California's coast after seeing the damage being caused by the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. 
At a press conference in Sacramento, Schwarzenegger says his state has proven he can have a sound economy, create jobs, and protect the economy and the environment at the same time. California is a leader in protecting the environment. California is a leader in uh, rolling back the greenhouse gases. And we are also a leader at the same time in green technology. So we know that uh, we're creating right now a tremendous amount of jobs in the green technology sector. I almost laugh at that. You know, two weeks ago he was four drilling. This week, not so much. To me, that's part of the church of what's working now. And I hate that. I wish we had more intelligent debate on the situation, but we don't. Uh, we go with what the church of what's working now. He will probably love oil drilling when oil gets to $150 a barrel again. He will probably forget the images of, of turtles and fish and fishermen and cities uh, going, going by the wayside during this tragedy. Anyway, I just it, we live in a church of what's working now society, and we're, we're stuck with it. Who's more conservative? Who's more consistent? That was a debate between two candidates last night who want the GOP nomination in California's race for governor. Fox News Radio's Jessica Rosenthal reports. State Insurance Commissioner Steve Poisoner accused eBay exec Meg Whitman of profiting from a stock deal when she was on the board of Goldman Sachs. The fact is Congress investigated what you did. They called it corrupt. Whitman said she was only there for 15 months. With 2020 hindsight, would I do it again? No. Whitman accused Poisoner of flip-flopping on many issues, including tax cuts and immigration. Poisoner had said he was against Arizona's new immigration law, but now that the governor signed off on some changes, he says he's for it. Both accused each other of previously supporting different Democratic candidates as well. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News Radio. Politics, huh? You used to sit on the board of Goldman Sachs. And she goes, well, 2029, I wouldn't have done that. It's just kind of funny. Um, I am so cynical tied towards politics. The only politics I believe in are local. I don't believe in state politics. I believe it's bought and paid for. I believe that it's a position of power that's been abused and corrupted. I don't believe in national politics. I think that, you know, people promise change that they can't possibly, possibly deliver on. But locally, I do believe in mayors and locally I do believe in superintendents and things along those lines. But this race, it's looking like it's going to go Meg Whitman's way so far in the early polls. Elsewhere, and finally, see more, eat more. That's what a new study is saying. Fox News Radio's Carly Poole reports. If you want to eat less, keep the serving dishes off the dining room table. A new study finds people who serve themselves at the kitchen counter instead of at the table consume fewer calories. The results from the Serve Here, Eat There study done at Cornell University's Food and Brand Lab found people ate 20% fewer calories when food was kept off the table. Researchers say it's simply a case of out of sight, out of mind. House Call for Health, I'm Carly Pouliot, Fox News Radio. Biggest problem in America right now is obesity. It's not our deficits, obesity. Um, serve yourself in the kitchen. I think that's a great idea. I know. I know you're saying, Rob, are you really serious that obesity is the biggest problem? That You just had a woman who called in who was 64 years old and a, a man, her husband, was 76 years old. And you said, try to stay healthy as long as you can. Yes. Healthcare costs soar in retirement. They soar. The average retiree could expect to spend about $250,000 from age 60 to 100 on health care. That's a lot of money, and most of, not most of it, but a large chunk is tied towards your weight. I know. Best thing you can do is go out and get a walk-in. Best thing you can do. That's a financially sound investment advice from me. See more, eat more. I don't know. When I see stories about weight, I, I have to bring it up. And, and ladies and gentlemen, your kid's not big-boned. Your kid's fat. 
and you need to know that, and someone needs to tell you that. And if you're feeding your kid chicken McNuggets, you're killing your kid. And you need to know that, and someone needs to tell you that. And if they're eating French fries, you're killing your kid. Also, we found out yesterday that there's a 60% more chance likelihood that they'll get bullied and picked on and humiliated if they're chubby and or overweight. So parents who feed their kids fast food, I know it's convenient. I know that they want it. I know that they have to have it. But do everything you can to get your kids hooked on the Whole Foods buffet versus the McDonald's buffet. And for the record, McDonald's is a sponsor. I love their products, but not for kids. For responsible adults who know that, you know, fast food's like a vacation. It's not meant for every week. It's meant for on occasion. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about being a teenager and investing. This is Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Listening to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1 800 345 5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. We had a gentleman call, oh, good golly, now 25 minutes ago, and I apologize that I wasn't able to get him the answer that he needed. Our call screen hasn't been really working well today, and sometimes I cheat on the call screen and I can see what's coming up and I can make sure to pull the, the right resource up. And he said that, you know, he had a grandson who is looking to invest. I think that's wonderful that he's showing some sort of inclination of, of trying to figure the stuff out. And honestly, what it probably is coming down to, the kid wants to make money. Maybe he doesn't feel all that powerful at school with his jockness. He's thinking money is the way to impress the ladies of the world. So try to figure out his motivation, first and foremost. If, it, if it's good, then, then pursue it and push it for sure. I would I would have him follow up with education. There's some good websites out there like money.com, investopedia.com. I would teach him that you're not going to learn everything in one year. You're a young dude. You should be focused on good grades and figuring out women right now because they'll drive you crazy for the next 10 years until you figure them out. But it takes time. The one thing that I, I really, I have over a lot of people is I've lost millions of dollars. I've made millions of dollars. I've seen up markets. I've seen down markets. I know how the market tends to get too excited. I know how the market tends to get too fearful. So the the thing that I have is that I watch this every single day like a hawk. So try to teach that to them, that it's going to take some time, and there's going to be times where you're cocky and arrogant, and it's going to bite you. It'll be like a Greyhound drink. It's going to be like the first time you go to a party as an 18-year-old kid. And one beer equals two beers, two beers equals three beers, and then you're drunk. Later in life, you'll have the tolerance for it. But early on, you won't. And speak in terms like this with him, because I, I assure you, he's talking these terms to his friends. So treat him with respect as far as money goes. You know, don't say, golly, Junior, you should invest in Disney. Because you just saw cars. He didn't just see cars. He's seeing our movies now. You just don't know about it. So what I would push for is a paper portfolio. There's a, some good websites out there. And again, teenage investing, there's a book by the, the Motley Fools that's about 10, 15 years old. It's not terribly relevant at all times, but you'll get enough out of it. There's a good book that I think should be read by every single person listening to the show called The New Rules About Money. I don't agree with everything that's in it, 
The guy who wrote it is a, a douchebag of sorts. When you see him on Oprah Winfrey, he comes across as smarmy. I think my comedy is smarmy at times, but I don't come across as smarmy. I come across as a guy you want to know. Um, I think, I hope, I pray. With that said, um, his book, The New Rules About Money, is great. It's a good book. The chapters are three pages long. It will get people educated on what they need to know. And what you need to know is the bottom line. You need to know, like, life insurance isn't an investment. You need to know that diversification is the key to success in investing. You need to know that asset allocation is a lot more important than picking the right stock. Equity diversification beats picking the right stock. Time wins more battles than stock picking does. But again, I want you to get him teased into this. I want you to show him mutual funds from 10 years ago and how they've done if you invested $100. There's a couple good websites out there. Smith Barney's got one called the Young Investors Network. And it's kind of tough to find, but it's at Smith Barney's website. So you go to smithbarney.com and then you do a forward slash YIN, Young Investor Network. And it's good. It's not great. It's good. Glossary terms explain in real English what all this is. It allows you to set up a cyber portfolio. I'd find out what the kid's into. Is he into surfing? There's stocks that are surfing related. Companies like Quicksilver. So if he's into track and field, there's Nike. If he's into women and strippers, <laughs> I know you're saying, Rob, you're an evil. There's Rick's Cabaret. There's all sorts of investments out there. I promise you that, you know, Activision, who makes video games. Uh, Sony, I, I tend to discourage because they make the hardware for the video games. And that's not quite as profitable as the video games themselves, the software side of the fence. There's Electronic Arts. Uh, there's, you know, Facebook will probably come public next year. He's on Facebook. If they don't come public this year, they'll probably come public next year. It'll be one of the biggest IPOs of all time, and it'll be an awful investment because everyone on the planet will know about it. And typically, that's when IPOs get you into trouble. What else would I do? I would teach that practice makes perfect. I would begin with all the, the, the basics that you can, and Investopedia does a pretty good job of that. Investor Words com does a pretty good job of it. Teach them about margin and stock splits and P.E. ratios. Start by sharing your own investment philosophy. Have goals for saving money for the short term, i.e. prom, and the midterm, i.e. buying a house in 10 years. Say one's different than the other. One's a pot of money that you can't take a lot of risk on because it's short term. And one, you could take more risk on because over 10, 15, 20 years, the market goes up historically. So try to teach the idea of diversification. Kids, when they're teenagers, think they're God. They think that they can do no harm and no foul. So try to teach that, you know, there will be bad things that happen to you. He may decide to invest the day that, that Greece has failed the European Union and the world has lost faith in, in the European Union and the euro and he picked a great stock like Activision at the right price at the right time. And then, damn, something else in the world influenced his decision, made it, it, it not work. So there will be frustrations. That's why you always want to have a little extra money. In case something goes wrong, you buy a little bit more of what you want. 
If he's big into Apple and iPods and stuff like that, say, hey, look at a chart. It's gone from three to 170. Everyone on the planet has made money except for you who are buying at 170. So there's some risk in that and say it's okay to lose money as long as you learn a lesson. First time you lose money in Vegas or in Atlantic City or at a casino, you've learned a lesson. It ain't easy to gamble. And if you keep going back there and keep gambling, you're a fool. You got to know your limits. Winning blackjack against a computer on, on a computer, easy. Winning blackjack at a table, a little bit more difficult. Practice makes perfect. You can do what's called a paper portfolio. But here's how the paper portfolio should work, because I know a lot of you listeners out there are all arrogant and all powerful. Like, I, I, knew, that, I knew that ExxonMobil was a good buy, or I knew the dollar was going to get stronger. But you're remembering it. Put your money where your mouth is. Spend some money, invest it in a name. Or how about this? This is what I suggest on spouses. Because spouses tend to fight about money. And spouses tend not to say they're sorry as fast as they should. And spouses tend to point the finger at the other one and say, we should have bought Apple. Now, here's what you can do is if you think you're going to quit your job, you work at Oracle, you're a steadily engineer. You think you're going to quit your job. Do a paper portfolio with the wife first. Where you say, honey, we've got $100,000. I plan to make it $200,000 by the end of next year. Do it on paper, show her. But here's how you do it. When you say, I'm going to buy Apple at 170 because I think it's going to 5000 You have to write down that you just bought 100 shares at 170 17000 out of your 100000 is gone. And you have to give her that paper. And when you want it back, that's when you can sell it. You have to practice on paper. That's the best thing you can do. Encourage your kid to take a community college class this summer on either public accounting or investing. Understand that a lot of teachers at community colleges, they're not really teachers at community colleges. Sometimes, and this is pathetic, and this is the same thing with radio, and this is just pathetic. It's a a thinly veiled attempt to try to get a client. There's a guy who does a radio show on this station, and he does a TV show, and he basically pays for it. So every time he's on radio, it's $300 an hour. And all he has to do is get one person to buy an annuity, one person to buy an annuity for a million dollars, and he just made $9,000. And we charge him in radio $300 an hour. So he'll come on and he'll he'll shuck and and giggle and, and, ah, gosh, I'm a good guy. I'm Bay Area's favorite. People like Lynn tell him on other radio stations will endorse him because they're paid to endorse him pathetic salespeople in radio don't understand how much friggin' fragging money there is in mortgages and how much friggin' fragging money there is in annuities and they'll gladly sell a whole hour because they make a nice commission on it and they don't understand they're underselling it anyway so teach him that to be careful of people who teach him they don't always have your best interest i think i covered that pretty well throw black show 9 10 a.m more stimulating talk Sports cars and women are expensive. With Rob's help, you can afford them. You're listening to The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. It's 
Black. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. A couple things in the world of money, because I haven't done a lot of money today, and I know it, and you're going to get mad at me for not doing enough on stocks. Pfizer up today. They reported earnings that beat expectations. They reported revenues that beat expectations. MasterCard slightly down today. Revenues were better than expected, and earnings were in line with expectations, but the stock's done so far so good for such a period of time that it's just too hot. Sometimes stocks are like sprinters. You go up 50% and everyone's made money, and the company doesn't do anything wrong. And some people just decide to sell. And it can cause the stock to go lower. The stock market can go, go lower. It's not necessarily the company does anything wrong. It's just the stock market goes a little lower. We get fearful about Greece, so we're saying, you know, we're going to wait and decide a couple of weeks till we put our money into the market, see what happens with this Greece thing. And some people ring the cash register on their winners so that if Greece does get out of hand and turns into a 10, 15, 20% correction, we're ready for it. I love 10, 15, 20% corrections. I'm cool with them. So Archer Daniels, big food company, reported earnings of 65 cents. Expectations were 71 cents. They, they were on the low side. Their quarter wasn't so good. A company that I've looked at and I've laughed at is Nutrisystems. Um, basically, they're a vitamin company, and sales of vitamins are going through the roof. They're down 15% today. Uh, revenues fell about 1.9% year over year. So there's some stock news for you. And again, the market's getting pretty racked pretty hard today, in large part due to what's happening in Greece and our expectation that it'll probably become a little bit bigger of an issue. That Spain might have some problems with their what they've promised their citizens versus the taxes that they bring in versus their ability to borrow money in the near-term future. Now, there's some great stories in the world of money that aren't quite so serious. Let's have a not-so-serious moment. Police in the state of Ohio, in the city of Columbus, they're looking for a man who they say robbed a bank near downtown. And then guess what he did? He handed out two $100 bills to passerbyers. As he ran away, FBI Special Agent Harry Trombitas said the man robbed a Huntington Bank branch early that afternoon after showing a teller a gun in his waistband. The Trombitas said the man was running up the street when he encountered a mother and daughter window shopping. He stopped and gave them each a hundred dollar bill. Kept on running. Trombitas said the mother and daughter from Cleveland area were f- uh, in town for a visit from Ohio to, to the Ohio State. So, anyway, long story short, bank robbers. Not the smartest. And again, if you are going to rob a bank, may I advise that you don't stop and potentially get identified by someone else. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Now, I got an email from a young man this morning who said he's been unemployed for over 99 weeks and that he's he's finally given up. He, he says, what do you know about Hong Kong? I'm thinking about moving to Hong Kong. I'm like, whoa, that seems drastic. I will tell you there's a job opening in Jakarta that I'm interested in. Police on Indonesia's resort island of Bali. They've detained 28 people this week in a crackdown on beach gigolos who scout foreign female tourists. The raids began after the release of a trailer for a documentary on Bali's Kuta Cowboys. What is a Kuta Cowboy? Well, they're muscular and tan Kuta beach surfers who develop short-term romantic relationships with foreign women in return for gifts. Cowboys in Paradise 
It follows the trials and tribulations of several Beach Boys, their families, and their female patrons. The documentary's Singapore-based director, Amit Vermani, said that he found the arrest deplorable. So again, he calls it a witch hunt for men with tanned and muscular bodies on the beach. And it's the last thing that anyone wants. Women from America come to Indonesia's Bali. Some of them not very attractive. Some of them, their husbands have died. Some of them can't get love in America, so they go and they pick up a beach bum in Jakarta, in Indonesia, and they basically give him gifts, and he gives them love and sexy time. So this film is about one small aspect of life on a holiday destination. It does not suggest that cowboys are all that Bally has to offer. Um, so anyway, wait, 28 cowboy, kuta cowboys, men with muscular bodies who surf. Now, Again, I don't exactly have a muscular body. I can sit on a surfboard and let it bring me into the shore, but I can't stand on it. I'm thinking about going to Jakarta. I need some downtime. I need some lovey-lovey time. Maybe, uh, oh, good God, what am I saying? So anyway, job openings for good-looking, thin, strong, muscular men. Let's go to John in San Jose. John? Hey, Rob. Hey, John, you thinking about going to Jakarta with me and becoming a beach bum and having the ladies love us? Sign me up, man. I can surf, so I can get you up on the board. How long do you think it would take to get up a guy who's pushing 40, who can't stand on a board on his own? Uh, take you just a couple of days. I have, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm huh. 48, so if I, got, I can do it, you can do it. I got big feet. I think my feet are bigger than the boards. No, they got big boards, man. They got boards now you stand up on. You don't even need to hop up. You paddle in. Really? Yeah. Okay. So... It's kind of like a raft or a pontoon. It's exactly what it is. It's for, <laughs> it's for people as they age and don't want to have to jump up and try to surf. You just paddle in. You catch it before all the young kids do on their little short boards, and you hit them with an oar if they get in your way. Nice. <laughs> hit the kids with an oar. <laughs> you know, that, that reminds me of, if you ever go to, to Italy, hit the gypsies with your hands. As they're taking your money? Well, ultimately what happens is you're on a train, and you've got a lot of Americans wear money belts. And you come off the train, and these little gypsies come up to you, and they, they take their newspapers, and they start, you know, rattling the newspaper right at your waist level. And you're getting all confused, and you don't know what's happening. And what they're doing is they're, they're robbing you. So what I was told to do is pull your hand back, and in a circular motion, hit every one of the kids as hard as you can in their head. <laughs> and they, they flee like dogs. I shall put that in the memory banks. You shall. You shall. So what can I help you with today? Um, have a mother-in-law. Uh-oh. Yeah, no interest in having her ever move in with me. Um, not so too bad of a situation. She's approaching 80. She's got about $300,000. And um, we're going to, she's moving in from Florida. Took forever to sell a condo out there. And um, anyways, we're going to put her in uh, apartments, just rentals. And we're going to only need, I think, about $3,000 a month. So we're going to have uh, some money that's going to be sitting for years. And then money that we'll just need to draw out monthly and just trying to figure out best way to invest that. So you need about 3000 out of the th- – uh, you need about 36000 out of the 300000 Yeah. yeah. And, and you've, looked annual at, basis. you've looked at Social Security and you've looked at all of her other benefits? Yeah. She's, she's, she's got uh, only about 1000 in Social Security coming in a month. And okay. um, like I said, she's seventy eight eighty. I'm honestly quite surprised she's made it this long considering her life. But um, but she's still getting around, and uh, so we, we've got her for a little while, and she's now in California, and she's priced out of the market for buying a place, in my opinion. So Yeah. What I would probably do is I would put 
about a hundred thousand dollars of that, and thirty six thousand in cash, pure cash, thirty six thousand in a one year CD, and thirty six thousand in a two year CD. And don't even worry about the rates. And then I would take that other two hundred thousand and probably go California muni bonds as soon as she becomes a citizen of the state of California. Okay. Um, California munis are yielding four, five, six percent, no taxes, um, and that's pretty good. And I don't think, and again, I'd pick. Make sure you know what a, a bond broker is. And make sure you feel comfortable because some of them will sell you this distressed crap in Stockton, and some of them will sell you this high quality muni in in you know Palo Alto. So um, all of those, I mean Stockton's. I, I wouldn't mess with Stockton personally, but yeah, um, but those. Are they different rates, or are they all the same rates as far as return? As well, they're they're different rates based on risk. Okay, and a good a, a good bond broker earns their keep, and you know, I, you know, I would maybe maybe some of it put it in like a, an AT and T or a Verizon where you get in a nice yield. What you want with that two hundred out of the three hundred is you want it to generate enough incomes so that you don't draw down on it unless you have to. The truth is, if your grandmother or your mother-in-law, if she, if she lives 20 years, she's going to draw that down to zero. Absolutely. Uh, and there's no doubt about it because you're looking for about a 6% rate of return. So right now you're looking for about a 6% static rate on the 200 out of 300. That extra 100 is going into short-term three-year uh, proposition so that you don't have to touch that money that's three to 10 years uh, time horizon oriented. So uh, maybe some tips, maybe some uh, high-yielding stocks like a, 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 not a Philip Morris. Yeah, Philip Morris. Instead of an Altria, um, maybe some you know high yielding stocks and maybe some munis, maybe a little uh, Treasury inflation protected securities if you wanted to blend it. But I'm not a big fan of tips at this point in time. But that's what I would do. And, and good luck to you, John. Appreciate it. So eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about Mastercard. Mastercard. They just reported numbers, and I'll give you a little details about that. Plus, if I get time, I've got a good story on beans. Beans, beans, the more you eat. Do they need water in this day and age, or can we grow them in deserts? 910 a.m. More stimulating talk. Welcome in to the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. We can talk anything you want to talk about. We can talk growth stocks. We can talk about investing as a uh, as an adult, as investing as a senior, investing for grandkids, how much money can you gift kids, how to fund college, great website, savingforcollege.com. Don't be shy. Look at me as your financial big brother. Look at me as the antichrist of everything else on radio. If you turn the dial anywhere, it's boring, blah, blah, blah. Should we taser people who run out on baseball fields? Yes. Next question. 
Did you see that? The guy get tasered in Philadelphia for running out on the baseball field. What I think we should do is we should lather them in butter. We should shoot them with a butter gun, then taser them. And no one will ever run out on a baseball field yet again, ever again. And it would also make bacon, human bacon. Get a Joe in Walnut Creek. And who doesn't love human bacon? Joe, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? So, Joe, the all-important question, should we taser fans who run out on baseball fields? Absolutely. Good. So what can I help Immediately. you with? Immediately. So, uh, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, you know, last year I started fully funding my 401k after listening to your show. Um, kind of arbitrarily just kind of picked the stock, though, and, and you know, kind of the, uh, the funds inside of it. Um, you know, I got my, my, uh, my quarterly statement, and I'm a little lopsided, I feel. I'm, uh, I'm 63% stocks, and that's all large company. 28% bonds and 9% capital preservation. I just wondering if you have any advice on uh, how that looks or if I should, you know, start start uh, moving it around or talk to an advisor. How old are you, Joe? I'm um, 28. 28. And how much were you in bonds? Uh, 28%. 20. The Metropolitan okay. West Total Return Bond. Okay. I think you're too young for bonds. That's horrible, awful advice. But that's what I, I, I've had three beers today, and that's my advice. I haven't really had three beers today, but that's what I would say if I've had three beers. If I was being responsible, I'd say, yes, you want to have bonds, maybe 10 to 20% of your portfolio. I think you're too young. Now, you're making a huge mistake by just being in large cap stocks, though, too. Do you have a mid cap option? Do you have a small cap option? Do you have international stock options? I don't think I have the international stock. I'm through Charles Schwab, and I think they had one international stock that didn't look too appealing to me. Okay. But I do got the the small and the mid option. I just, like I said, you know, I just kind of just started throwing money in there, make sure I was uh, fully funding it. But now I want to make sure it's actually growing. If you believe in the U.S. economic recovery, then you want small cap companies right now. So you're going to want to start making that a component that you add into. I think you also want some mid cap. What I would do, Joe is it's going to take you a little bit of time, so the girlfriend or the wife is going to harass you. But Saturday or Sunday, go to Morningstar.com, and they've got a portfolio analyzer. It's called X-Ray. And you can sign up for free for two weeks and put in the, get your options first from your HR department on, I got to imagine Schwab's offering you more than three basic funds. I got to imagine it's more like 10 to 15. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are. They are. And what you're looking for is, before you even decide which ones to analyze and x-ray, what you're looking for is 10-year returns or 7-year returns or even 5-year returns because that's what you're – you're looking for 5 to 10% in those numbers. You're not looking for – you know, a negative return is okay in a negative year. I'm fine with that. Just as long as if the market's down 10, it's not down 20. If the market's down 10, I want it to be down 5 to 10. Um, you're looking for consistency because when you go back 10 years, you're at that point in time, you're going back to 1999, um, or I'm sorry, you're going back to 2000. So you got the, the hangover from the dot com. You got the recession of 2002, which followed terrorism on 9 11, 2001, which had a nice economic recovery for a period of time due to the Bush tax cuts and economic recoveries, which probably would have happened regardless. Um, then you get the Obama years starting throwing. You're starting to see how these portfolios doing good years and bad years. So I, the portfolio X-ray is a great option. I would look for index funds. Like if you can get a, a small cap index, it'll be like the Russell 2000. Um, if you can get a mid cap index, it'll say something mid cap index, maybe California companies mid cap index or 
just a mid cap index. I would add those. I, I would go probably down to 20% large, 20% medium, 20% small. Um, if you think that the world economy is where you want to be, then maybe up to 20% internationally. Right now, China looks like they're going to have problems for the rest of the year. And it looks like Europe is, is having some problems that are going to take a couple more months to fix. So I don't think you have to go internationally anytime soon, but y- you want those in the longer term. And then you'd want every two weeks, you want to keep funding the, the heck out of that 401k. I mean, you're doing good and you're asking the right questions. So, right, but and, I, uh, I, I what, cut, you got way too much in bonds. I, yeah, I know. So, I, know. I, I was looking at it. I was, my girlfriend was actually kind of making fun of me. But, uh, and you didn't backhand her? <laughs> no, not, not over that conversation. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Wise man. Um, Wise man. What about the Roth? I'm also fully funding my Roth. Yep. And, um, I'm kind of sticking just with the big strong stocks. So, you know, I got, you know, your, um, your GEs and Johnson & Johnson, you know, some, some high dividend yields, but also kind of solid companies. Um, I, do you recommend any funds I can put in, inside uh, inside my Roth? Um, I could. And, I, I, again, I think you're doing the right thing. You're maxing out your 401K. You're maxing out your Roth. I see why your girlfriend likes you. I may start up a bromance with you, Joe, because you're my kind of guy, um, fiscally conservative, i.e. fiscally saver. Um, I would put in names that you feel comfortable with because Joe, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a business analyst. In the end, you're probably going to be a better business analyst than stock picker. Maybe just slightly, but I mean, business analyst, that's certainly going to help you. But in my Roth, I have companies that I'm really, really comfortable with. You know, the Johnson and Johnson's and the Procter and Gamble's on a Kate, an Apple. I've got Apple in it. Um, on occasion, I'll stretch my legs and do something kind of stupid um, and get into a short-term IPO or something along those lines that I'm trying to play as a momentum play. But uh, if you can do a lot of trading and you're good at it, clearly you want the growth stocks in that so that you don't have to pay the capital gains on it. Um, over the longer term, you're going to want the income in it so that you don't have to pay the capital uh, income taxes on that, not the capital gains, but the, the income taxes off the, the dividends that yield off. But do what you're comfortable with, Joe. I mean, that's the best lesson I could teach you is I think a good index fund strategy is just as good as a good stock strategy, which is just as good as a good mutual fund strategy. Just keep your cost low and, and keep your mistakes as low as possible. And that's what the nice thing is about some of those bigger names out there like Bank of America. Probably going to be in business the day you die. Will they get into some trouble between now and then? Sure. But they'll probably be in business the day you die. Let's go to Michael in Petaluma. How are you, Michael? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Good. good show. Appreciate it. Always pick up a little tidbit here and there every time I listen. Here's my question. Kind of debating on whether I should slide some of our savings from the 401k into a 529. I've got two kids, one's 16, the other one's 13, going to be going to college in uh, two and four years. About We've got 60000 tuck aside for that, but it's not going to pay for the entire cost. Now, you know, there's loans, there's other ways of getting around it, but what I'm thinking is maybe sliding some of what we got into a 529, which we haven't opened up, and back off a little bit on the 401k. Initially, you'd say that... Mm, How old are you, Michael? Go ahead. How old are you? Uh, oh, um, I'm early 50s. Okay, and how much do you have in the 401k? Probably about 850 Okay. And you want to take money out of the 401k? No, 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 okay, no, no, no. no. I don't well, want just to back off. That. I just want to pull, okay. instead of contributing the full amount, maybe contribute 10% in the 401k, take five and drop it into 529. And how old are the kids? 16, 
14, 13, 14, when it's getting ready to turn. I want to, I have no problem with that. I, I would probably really try to gear that money towards the, the younger kids and try not to use it on the older kids. Yeah. I think you're going to want to load up on loans and grants and scholarships for the older kid and try not to let touch the money in the 529 until the younger kids. Um, okay. You're not realistically, you're not going to be able to fully fund three kids in college. That's two, but yeah, I get the point. And the same, the answer is the same. Um, two. <clears throat> Maybe, we, maybe you've got a kid that you don't know about that's about to come and surprise you. No chance. <laughs> maybe. Maybe your wife does. That trip to Mexico? Uh, she was gone for a long time. Yeah, I'd like to go to Mexico. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> we were conservative. We don't take trips. We put our money away in savings. And you've done, you've done great with your savings, and I hope that you've got two great kids, and I hope that you enjoy your retirement because you've saved a lot for your retirement. You've done a good yeah. job. I appreciate it, but you would go ahead and slide a little bit off of the 401k and, and go into the 429, but hold it until the youngest kid. Where would you put it um, for the youngest one? Mutual, uh, I heard you talk about uh, very. California. I would go with very conservative angles because five yeah. years is not a long time. Yeah. But if they end up going to graduate school, you're talking about maybe 13 years. If so. they're going to graduate school, they're on their own. <laughs> You know, there's no shame, and this is true, Michael, and this is the other thing that you can do, and thanks to the call, is you could fund your 401k, and you could take out loans on your kids, and you don't have to pay those back until they graduate school, or you can have the kids take out loans, which will be lower cost than yours, and you don't pay that back until they graduate. That's not a bad thing to do. Low-cost loans, I think, are better than taking money out of your 401k contributions to fund the 529. Um, I'm a good dad and I love my kid and I'm going to give him everything that I, I possibly can give him. Um, everything times 10. Um, but with that said, I don't necessarily want to save in his name before I save in my name, but when it comes time to pay for college, I got his back. So I would almost rather you go loans than, than funding, but you've saved a lot in your retirement. So I, I, I give you the go do it. You're, you're on your own, but go do it. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Be back in 22 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.